Hey y'all, it's Kirk Henderson. You're joining me for another episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. It's about 8:30 on Tuesday, October 18th. And I have here on the other line my friend, your friend, all of ours friend, Dalton Trigg of DallasBasketball.com. He's editor in chief over there, though he used to write with us. And I just I very much needed to talk to Dalton tonight. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. Basketball's back. It was uh, the the off season felt longer than usual, which is weird because the Mavs went further than you know anybody expected. Uh, but you know, man, that that was an extremely long off season. I guess it's because we're just now getting back to the normal, uh, you know, yearly schedule after all the COVID stuff. But it was super long. Uh, it's over now. We we get Mavs Suns tomorrow night, and I'm super excited about it. So that's, and see, that's why I needed to get you on the horn here. So part of this is because I have basically been sick since Friday, October 7th. I have felt terrible for like 12 days, gone to the doctor, whatever. I've also just been trying to get back up on our, on our horse here of, of making stuff and staying on top of things. And I'm not, my, my brain's not really ready for the grind yet. (laughs) And I woke up today and I know it's the first day of the season and like, I sent you a funny video that was like, like a really good, like I, I think you should leave like league pass mashup just made me laugh. But like, as the days worn on, I had to write some stuff and I'm just like, I am tired. And what I wanted to talk to you about, what I wanted needed your help with is I need, it's ridiculous. That I even need this. So everybody's going to make fun of me tomorrow. That's fine. I need you. <laughs> I need you to help me get excited. Let's talk about the things that you're excited about for this season or even just the next couple of weeks and what things like in specific, you know, cause you're, you're everybody's favorite guy about being positive because you just, you look for the bright side. And right now at the start of the season, while I am like, I am excited for basketball. It's just at this specific moment in time, eight 30 at night, I'm tired and I'm kind of Cause like, Best, like we have 24 hours until tip off. And like, there's something about, you know, how I get about late games. I get very old man ish. And I just wanted to kind of, to kind of bat around some things that you're excited about. And maybe that'll, that'll kind of gin me up and, and maybe our, our listeners tomorrow morning when they, when they get to this as well. Well, first of all, when you say everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite, favorite guy, that very much depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> to some people, I might be like that very annoying, uh, way too optimistic guy. Unless you ask Cuban, who apparently thinks that I'm a negative. Yeah, Ooh, uh, God, you're negative. Crazy. <laughs> but man, I mean, uh, there's there's a number of things, and we we can talk through, you know, a handful of them. But I mean, overall, the main thing is we get to watch Luka Doncic for another year. Uh, I mean, what he's done to this point is just unreal and he was the last uh player profile uh i did for dallasbasketball.com a few days ago i wrapped up our we did player profiles for everybody but i wrapped it up with lucas and you know i'm just going through what he's done in just four seasons and it's just like holy crap (laughs) he's just he's unreal and you know, he, he already has a number of signature playoff moments. Uh, they knocked off the Suns last year, uh, which was crazy. That game seven is legendary. Well, you know, just more moments like that are coming. He's only 23 years old. And, you know, by all accounts, from everything we've seen, 
it it looks it appears that he is in great shape for the first time in two years heading into the the start of the season. Uh, so, I mean, I know there's concerns about the rosters as far as, like, who's going to uh, take those uh, third ball handler minutes and, you know, stuff like that. Can can Christian Wood play defense? Uh, can JaVale McGee play defense? <laughs> but, I mean, overall, you've got Luka Doncic. He's 23. He's already made three All-NBA first teams. Uh, he looks great. He feels great. Uh, if he stays healthy, I wholeheartedly believe he's going to finally break through and win MVP this year uh, after being the preseason favorite for three straight years. Uh, but he, he looks the part now. And that's that's the main thing I would tell you uh, to kind of, you know, get you into it is like we have the privilege of watching Luka Doncic in his fifth NBA season. So I, no, I, that's the biggest I, thing. I, I, you're you're right about that one, and it's funny because when he made All NBA First Team his second year, I don't think even at the time we really properly appreciated how absolutely wild that was. Uh, because then he went on to do it two more years, which makes it you know three straight years All NBA First Team, twenty three years old, and I have yet to there there's not been a moment that I've I've not wanted to watch a Luka basketball game like. If he's playing that night, it's appointment television for my house, the same way it was for Dirk, you know, even in his post-prime years. Um, and the thing about Luca is is you don't really know what crazy thing he's going to do next. You know, I, I've settled on talking about <clears throat> it's kind of a boring thing, but I really like how he's been using um kind of a step-through move when he gets in the lane, like he jump stops on on both feet. And then he's either stepping through to shoot or stepping through to make like a ridiculous pass. And he's, he's using his size and it's kind of like, like it's a, it's a post play more than anything else, but he's just so patient with what he does. And, and, you know, do you remember like last year, I feel like was the first year where he was really doing the over the head pass nonsense where it just, you'd be rewinding your television. Cause it didn't look like, like it was like a glitch where the ball would come out of his hand at like a weird, like 2k angle where something just went wonky in in the in the frame rate and all of a sudden the ball's in the corner and and you're you're right about about the luca element i mean i always i like i I've found a way to watch all those slovenian basketball games and that's just a level of addiction for the middle of summer that that's kind of hard to explain to non mavericks fans or you know at least non super hardcore fans uh in this area here and and I, I will be looking forward to to seeing him play tomorrow night because one of the things I think, and I, I wrote a preview about this, I really expect him tomorrow night in particular to go for the jugular because the Suns are down bad. And this is like very much they of are. what like, <laughs> like if, if the Mavericks came, you know, come out tomorrow night, punch them in the mouth, metaphorically speaking, and just dominate that game. That sets that sets the terms for your uh, what you talked about as far as Luca having an MVP campaign of a season. Oh yeah, yeah, and you, look, you mentioned that first uh, All NBA first team selection, which was, I, I mean, I agree. You know, it's not really appreciated as much as it should have been at the time, but the, this last one was probably the most impressive for me just because of how sluggish he started the he, yeah he off. did it on the strength of about 40 yeah. games <laughs> yeah because i mean everybody everybody had job ja morant 
ahead of him, uh, you know, making first team all NBA. And then, you know, those last 40 games, he just went supernova. And it just, you know, by the time you got to the end of the season, it wasn't even a question. Like everybody, everybody knew he had made his third consecutive one. So, I mean, look, he, uh, that that's the biggest thing I'm excited about because, you know, it, instead of him taking two months to kind of work himself uh, to where he needs to be, I feel like he's there now, and I think that's going to help out a ton. I know losing Jalen Brunson is, you know, a big loss, and, you know, I know Spencer Dinwiddie can only do so much uh, picking up the slack, and he's streaky and all that stuff. But, I mean, overall, I just think this roster has enough. Like, uh, somebody somebody on Twitter, I forgot who it was, somebody replied to something I put on Twitter earlier today and I agreed with it because, you know, the ceiling, at least, you know, in my opinion, given the pieces that the Mavs have now, if everything goes, you know, right or almost everything goes right, the ceiling is higher than last year's team. But the floor is a little bit lower, too. So, I mean, that that made sense to me. I mean, No, it, it does. It does. I, I, I agree with that. I think that there's the team was so weird through the first half of the year, you know, basically through that terrible loss to Sacramento to kind of end in, in the 2021. It, I don't know if you know, remember which one I'm talking about it. it they lost on a yeah, game winning yeah. shot to some guy named me too. Yeah. yeah. Really man, brutal. <laughs> and, and then after that, it was just like, it was like five straight months of gravy where they just won a ton of games. So it's, it's, yeah, that's, I, 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 I could definitely see that. So, all right, give me give me something else that's floating around in the old Dalton brain. All right, so another thing is like you you see everybody uh, questioning Christian Wood. You know, is he going to end up, you know, being a problem this year as far as coming off the bench and everything? I don't. I mean, look, I don't know if you've kept up with everything this guy has. And I mean, I know talk is cheap. You got to go out there and show it. But you know, based on every single thing he said. Uh, even before training camp, you know, in the summer, uh, around summer league, when he had just kind of started hanging around guys around the team and, you know, he got interviewed for the first time at a kid's camp, uh, you know, everything he has said up to this point, he's saying all the right things. And, I mean, I feel like given the situations that he's been in throughout his career up to this point, you know, I, I tend to believe him. I mean, I know he's got to go out there and show it, but – he he to me he seems like a guy who is really just so tired of losing like <laughs> if he has to come off the bench in a six man role you know even in a contract year i just feel like you know he's he's willing to do that if if the team if it's for the betterment of the team and he knows he's going to get his minutes anyway you know we all know Javel McGee he's 34 years old he has asthma issues He's not going to play more than like 15 minutes a game. So the minutes are going to be there for Wood regardless. Uh, offensively, he looked great in preseason overall. Uh, you know, shot 53% from the field, 41% from three, uh, 17 points, eight rebounds in just 22 minutes, I think, per game. So, I mean, the offense is going to be there, seamless fit, uh, works really, really well with Luca. And I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen or what other opportunities, you know, maybe with trades or whatever will come up throughout the course of the year. But 
you know, just from a production standpoint, I think Christian Wood will be fine. And, you know, I think he's uh, – I think his mind is in the right place. And, and quite honestly, Kurt, I don't think he really has a choice to be any other way in a contract year. So, I'm, That's, I'm positive about his contributions this year. Yeah, I – you know, it's it's funny. When you, when you talk to different people who are who kind of make a point to be a little more connected than you and I are, you know, the, the, the beat reporters and stuff, there's an interesting sense around Christian Wood that really people wax and wane on how they feel about him uh, and what he could do. Not because of talent level, just because there seems to be some real trepidation about what that six-man role means, at least coming from his agent. Um, and the, the thing right. that... The thing that that I kind of keep saying out loud is like this is all really within Woods' control because if the opportunity is there for him, like the Mavericks objectively need Christian Wood to be pretty dang good to hope to repeat what they did last year, and and you know he he gives them elements that they just haven't had from this position. You know, I, I in an ideal world, Kristaps Porzingis would have been more mobile. The first year of Chris Stapps was pretty freaking awesome, but his mobility just isn't there, uh, and and it didn't work out. Whereas with Wood, there's just a lot of easy elements that where you can see how things fit. As a dive man, he was really fun to watch and very limited opportunity we got to see with him and Luca. I'm curious to see how much Dallas goes to that. I sort of think that there's going to be, you know, as as everyone's figuring out their roles. I think the Mavericks are going to give him plenty of opportunity to eat on his own. Uh, you know, leading this in on his own is not really accurate. He's obviously playing with other guys, but you know, without Luca and I've right. just, that's what I was going to say. I see. And in my head, I don't know how wise that is because I would love to maximize Luca wood minutes because I think you just run teams off the floor. Now, Jason Kidd would probably tell me there's a lot more of the game than scoring. You got to play some defense. And if we can stretch these two scores out and bolster them with defensive guys or, you know, lineups that make sense, then, then that might be the, the wiser way to win. I'm sure that's, there's, there's a lot to that. It's just, you and I can't help ourselves, particularly when it comes to like the video game element of this, like Luca and Wood are designed to play basketball together. There are very few, you know, John Collins is another, like there's, there's a handful of bigs in the NBA that I would say this, these two pair up well. Uh, and, and Wood just happens to fit. I mean, I remember when he signed in Houston, we were all pretty irritated. We're like, what the world? Like, why wasn't <laughs> <laughs> like how how are the Mavericks not even remotely interested in this guy? And you know, there's we we all know the reasons now, and a lot, and, and that is what it is. But in terms of like raw excitability, there Wood is is the most for I think casual Mavericks fans are going to be really shocked by what he brings to the table. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned it, and I forgot what preseason game it was, but uh, when Luca and and Christian Wood were out there together. You know, there were there were a couple of possessions where, you know, Wood just wasn't involved in, at all. And they, they finally corrected it in the second half. But, you know, at the time I was thinking, like, if those two guys are on the court and they're not in any kind of, you know, pick action, pick and roll, pick and pop, whatever, uh, it kind of feels like a wasted possession unless Luca just bails them out with a with a crazy shot because he's, he's a one-on-one god. Uh, but – 
you know, I, when they're out there together, I feel like there has to be some kind of action between those two going on because it's just so hard to defend. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and I'm not saying that like Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, and Christian Wood can't work, but you know, one of the one of the chats, you know, wherein we were talking about uh, earlier today, he, Dinwiddie's not as good of a lob thrower as Lucas never will be. Uh, now he might have more chemistry. Um, with Christian Wood before the end of the year than he did with Dwight Powell, but you know it's just I don't know. I mean I I think like you they need to maximize those minutes where they can. And look, Jason Kidd, we've seen it. You know we saw it last year. He's not. I mean he might start the year with JaVale McGee as the starting center, but that might not be the case in about a month and a half or sure. or, or sooner. You know Christian Wood could very well end up starting by then and. I don't know if you saw the piece I wrote earlier today, but you know the Mavs—they had their uh, their start of the season. I forgot what it's called. It's an annual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it was like this is the cheer. You know, they're all up on stage, and it was there looked right. like people were having cocktails, and Luca was getting—they're right. all getting asked fun <laughs> questions. Right. Yeah, they did that last night, and you know everything. And I mean, you know, up until that point, you know, JaVale McGee had made some comments like, yeah, you know, I came here to start. I take that very seriously and everything. And, you know, the comments he made last night, it it kind of didn't completely change tune, but it was kind of like he, he, I don't know, he was kind of hinting at like he'd be okay with whatever role he ends up with throughout the season. Because, I mean, both guys have said they just want to win. And I, I believe that. Definitely in JaVale McGee's case, because he's getting older. He wants to keep, you know, adding to his resume. But, you know, Christian Wood, this is his uh, – and our guy Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer, you know, he wrote uh, about this probably a week or so ago. But, you know, he said it best when he said, this is Christian Wood's best opportunity right here. And, I mean, I think he's ready for it. So, Matt Moore – our our friend came on my show two weeks ago and basically made the argument that even though kid is not really an analytics guy, the simple plus minus of what Christian Wood is going to bring to Dallas is going to result in eventually the Mavericks having to get more of a role because even if this is bad, he thinks that Wood will sort of consistently end up in plus lineups on the floor just game in game out because of how easy he scores the basket basketball and how easy that that can then make other like things for the bench because you know we're talking about this and I don't necessarily know how I feel about the overall Mavericks bench like the depth like you go one through eight okay like we know that in terms of NBA rank that the Mavericks don't have a lot of guys that other teams respect a ton obviously like Dorian Finney-Smith not even being in ESPNs is one of the funnier things but I will say that like the quality of all eight of those guys is pretty dang good there's not like this rapid drop-off so if the Mavericks are playing I don't know uh let's just say the Pelicans Pelicans are an interesting example I think the Mavericks bench unit is better than the Pelicans bench unit at the moment, despite the fact that the Pelicans have might have some better top-tier players. And how Wood can help take advantage of that is pretty exciting to think about because it's – you know, preseason is so stupid because nobody wants to get hurt. And so nobody's showing anything. You're just kind of seeing what you can do in a different setting than practice. And we didn't see really anything the Mavericks are going to do. 
I think, and and elements of what is is upcoming is really excited. Like that element is excited to think about. See, we're kind of we're kind of working me out of my funk here. That was the whole point of of wanting to talk to you. So now that that I've given you two two things you're excited about, I want now I'm I'm actually thinking about this. And here's something I'm excited about. This is a random thing. Really excited about Mark Followell calls. Is that silly? Yeah. I I missed him <laughs> in the playoffs. Like I, I love the national guys, but Followell calls a hell of a game, and it's just you know as as much shit as we give Harp now and again for the the same you know kind of we all do this, even those of us who do podcast. It's like the same verbal ticks. Uh, I, I missed them, and I I think I'm really like that element of of the it, it plays into the Luka Doncic excitement. But you know, Follow was on like a call for one of the Dallas soccer games the other day, and someone sent it to me. It's like, man, this guy just loves calling sports, and I'm really looking forward to him. Yeah, yeah. Look, so last year, last year I had uh, Direct TV. This year I have YouTube TV. It's been great. Uh, I should have done it a long time ago, but anyway. So like when we did our uh, watch parties, it's the playback app. You know, you know our guys Sam and Andy, they do these uh, with Blue Wire as well. But um, we do these math step back watch parties, and we do them for every single game throughout the season. Some of them I might not be able to attend, but uh, we we hold them to where everybody can come in and you know watch the game together. There's a chat box. Uh, you know, people can come on stage and talk. It, it's it's really cool. And you know, last year uh, when we did the broadcast uh, for the games, you know, if it was on ESPN or whatever, there was no way. I mean, that, that was it. I mean, you had to watch the national yep. broadcast. And then you know, with the YouTube YouTube TV set up, and I've got League Pass and everything too, but you know, I logged into it to set up the one for tomorrow night with Mavs Suns, and it, it gave me the option. It was like, okay, ESPN broadcast, Mavs away broadcast. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy that they give me this option this time because uh, I would much, much rather listen to uh, to Follow Will, you know, do his magic over over the national guy. And there's some there's some national TV guys that I don't mind, uh, you know, like Iron Eagle, for example. Sure. Uh, but you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have the local guys whenever I can get them. Well, that's, that's my sort of thing. It's just, it's a, it's a little thing. It's on my head. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's, you know, another thing, and this is a long shot to be excited about, but I'm really excited and hopeful that one day head coach, Jason Kidd gets a technical foul on Luka Doncic's behalf. I think this is the season it happens. <laughs> I think so too. I think he, and I mean, he said in the past, you know, he's going to stick up for his players, but, you know, I think after last year when, you know, it, it came down to the, the very end and he would have been suspended had that last technical not been rescinded or whatever. I mean, I, we keep saying it every year, but it's like, surely he's going to keep it more under control and not get to that point again. But, you know, at a certain point, it's like he might this might just be who Luca is. Sure. <laughs> you know, that man, that's just one of his quirks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see, I could definitely see kid, uh, coming in there and, you know, taking one or two for him. Am I crazy? Did it, do you remember it happening once? I don't remember it happening a single time all year. It, 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 may it had to have, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was for Luca specifically. I do remember kids getting a technical or two. I just, I don't know if it was 
you know, to save Luca from getting sure. home, so to speak. But okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to throw in here, just it, we were going back to when we were talking about Christian Wood and just like the bench overall, and I mean, one thing I like, and I mean, on paper, if you just look at it, black and white, you know, don't really dig too too much into the numbers, but you're just looking at the roster. It's really interesting to me because, you know, the Mavs starting lineup is is formidable in my opinion. I mean, it's it's a very it's a good starting lineup in my opinion. You got Big. Luca, Luca, Dinwiddie, Doran Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock. Well, reverse those: Bullock, then sure. Finney-Smith, and then uh, Javale McGee. Yeah, they're big, they're long. Uh, and then you go to the bench, and it's like uh, there's so many NBA bench units that are going to have to be going up against Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Christian Wood, <laughs> and then you know. Let's just say, and I know how you feel about Josh Green, but you know, let's say he does take a step forward. And I'm not saying It'd be nice. Like, It'd be I'm great. I'm not saying like super breakout player. Even if he just takes a, you know, a moderate step forward, that's huge for the Mavs. If he can just shoot with confidence and not hesitate so much. I mean, I think their bench has some potential. I mean, it's not it's not going to be you know, the greatest five players coming off the or however, however many players coming off the bench ever, but. I mean, I think going up against most NBA second units, I think they're going to be able to blow some teams off the court. Yeah, that's 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 definitely something to get excited about. Um, so okay, I'm feeling a little better talking to Dalton. Make me feel a little more. You know, <laughs> some of the stuff is a given. Everybody's going to be like, Ah, Kirk, you just want to, you just want to talk to your friends. That's right, I do just want to talk to my friends. That's the excuse to do the podcast. Like, I, I. It, I like talking to Josh a lot, and you can tell Josh sometimes doesn't like talking to me. Um, but well, <laughs> because it's I a mean, long year. <laughs> I mean, especially if you've been sick for two weeks. I mean, I'd, I'd need a pep talk too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I was real, like we got, uh, I got this, I got some of the Mavs Moneyball stats together on Friday, and I was feeling real good. And then, like the next day, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But that's you know. <laughs> That's just the it's it's best to get it out of the way early part of the season. Okay, so talk talk to me a little bit about uh, DallasBasketball.com. What uh, what what's what's going on over there? What do we need to be tuning in for? What are your do you, do you have any plans for the season that you want to reveal? What are you, what what are you thinking here? Well, uh, I mean, if if for some you know last second, uh, I guess off season reading before the the season officially starts. If you want to go over there, like I said, we've. We did uh, player pre- previews for every player on the roster. Yes, even Theo Pinson. I know. Yeah. Don't, don't do me. That, that no, we did too. Tough, I, I, I didn't do a <laughs> podcast on. I, I did like player preview podcast and like my the, the section with, with Theo was like, so Theo's on the team and then we moved on. But I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, there are some of those that were tough to grind out. And then like Tyler Dorsey and the rumor came out that he might get cut. And so it's like, do you waste time doing that or <laughs> but anyway we got all those player previews i mean uh, you know if if any kind of mavs rumor or anything uh comes out you know it's it's going to be put up uh on dallasbasketball.com but and you know for the season i mean it's it's pretty much your your normal stuff every morning uh of a game we're going to have a uh preview that's going to have like betting odds and you know the time and location and a a good preview and you know what happened the last time those teams met stuff like that 
and then you know Grant Afseth, who just is a machine. Yep, great, uh, great he, follow. He, yeah, he's gonna. Uh, he's actually in Phoenix tomorrow night. Uh, he's he's got some family he's visiting, uh, so he will be at Footprint Center covering that one for us. Uh, he'll do the recap, and you know we'll have uh, some observations that we publish, you know, either late after the game or the following morning. But, you know, for the most part, it's going to be me doing the recaps unless Grant is physically at the games like he is tomorrow night. Sure. And then he's going to do the observations. But, you know, just your typical. typical Don't die, game. Dalton. It's too long of a season. This is why we have like <laughs> 35 people on my staff. Because I'm just like, I get tired. I get yeah. tired. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have to pace ourselves for sure. But it's like, you know. It's the start of the season, you know. I kind of got back in the groove of of writing recaps and stuff during preseason, and you know, I'm I'm just I'm really excited. I'm ready to go. This is my unbelievably. This is my uh, fifth season uh, with DallasBasketball.com, and then you know, I the year year and a half before that was when I was with with y'all, Mass Moneyball. And I mean, man, uh, time just time just kind of gets away from you a little bit. So, but they, they say that happens when you're having fun. So, so, so I'm going to give you an idea here because because I've been meaning to do it, but then I just never ask him. But he's he's your boss and and founder of DallasBasketball.com, Mike Fisher, who is covering so many beats. The man had to cede some of this to Dalton, even though I'm sure it drives him nuts that he can't be everywhere all at once. I think a little closer to trade time to a trade deadline time you need to get him on one of the on on the step back mavericks podcast and have him tell you some of the war stories from the 2000s he's hinted at stuff i've talked with him chatted with him he's you know he always <laughs> beats around the bush and then he says oh, i remember but i you know he i think because he's so invested in in, in you know the day-to-day sports cover she he might not think that some of the stuff that's in his head is like interesting but I mean, he was around for some of the wildest mavericks times like when they were just making trades every stinking year and and I've been wanting to hear I, – I meant to do that this summer with him, but I just – it's so hard to find a window in his schedule because when is he not busy because it's like pivoting from sport to right. sport. But you have a better – you have a better through line. And and that would be one that I think the team, you know, the Mavs world would like to listen to because, you know, the, the wheel and the deal in Cuban's younger days, that just – we just don't get that anymore. <laughs> so it would be right. fun to hear. Yeah, no, you're right. He he's probably got a ton of stories he could tell us, and uh, I mean he's he's way overdue uh, for a map step back visit. Uh, as as yourself too, I, I'm gonna have to get you back on there at some point. I will. Well, it's, uh, but man, I just uh, in the off season, especially you know after yeah, Euro basket stuff, you know I just kind of I said you know what, unless there's just something really notable. <laughs> <laughs> that warrants jumping on here. I am just putting the microphone right, yeah. down for a little no, bit. No, you're, you're so. probably right. That's the best way to go. Okay. But I, I'm super excited. I'm ready. And, and, guys, I don't know how much everybody knows about this uh, playback stuff. I mean, at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. At one point, you know, I was – I had this as like a Mav step back premium type thing and you know the only way you could get the links to patreon that that's that's not a thing anymore because that was before fish offered me the the editor-in-chief job at dallasbasketball.com and i got like insanely more busy uh (laughs) I, i couldn't really provide you know something that made it worth people signing up for a premium thing so that's no longer a thing uh playback has since gone public 
you can go to Apple or Android store, download their app, create an account for free, and I'm going to post these links uh, on my Twitter page, at Dalton underscore Trig. All you got to do is click on the link, and well, if you've already set up an account, you know, you'll be able to watch the game with us. Send them to me. I'll post them in the show notes here, um, and people can go directly to that if they're interested. That that's I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just – and look, sometimes it, sometimes – you know, it doesn't always warrant people getting up on stage and talking with, you know, their microphones and all that stuff. But at the very least, you know, everybody's watching the game together on a on a synced stream. Uh, and, you know, you have a little uh, a chat box where people can give their comments and everything. It's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. it is. No, I've, I've, I've done it a couple of times. Um, it just makes you – it gives you an appreciation for how hard, like, actual play-by-play is. Uh yeah. <laughs> Yes. So it's, yes. it's definitely fun. Uh, I won't be going into that line of work. All right. Dalton, you're the man. Thanks for taking part of your uh, last night off and hanging out with me. Tell your wife I'm sorry. Um, and we will obviously catch up soon. Go follow Dalton if you don't. Uh, if you don't, you're weird. Uh, go to DallasBasketball.com and check out all of their hard work. Um, if you're reading the, if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning, uh, Brent Brooks wrote a lengthy, he'll, he won't get mad. uh, He might get mad at me. I don't care. Uh, he's our oldest staffer. Uh, he has been a Mavs fan for a long, long time. We're talking early eighties Mavs fandom. Uh, and he wrote a heck of a column about, you know, why we, we just need to take, you know, do not take this moment for granted because the rough seasons, you know, are, they can come quickly. And it's just a really great historical look at the Mavericks. I had a great time reading it. It's probably one of, we post a lot of stuff in Mavs Moneyball, but this has been one of my favorite things we've had up in the preseason. So everybody go check that out. And this has been Kirk Henderson and Dalton Trigg. Thanks so much for spending time with us. And we will talk with you uh, during the week.